the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. Well, this is going to be the last show before the midterm elections. So I know I discuss a lot of financial stuff on the show and how to take control of your money, how to reduce taxes, get positive arbitrage, make more returns on your money and all those kinds of things. And if you want more information on how your personal bank can do that and help offset this uh, high inflation we're dealing with and all those things, um, you know, you can contact me at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. But because these, this midterm election is coming up, and I know a lot of you, I get a lot of responses from folks, and they really seem to appreciate uh, my my thoughts in, in general and on the economy and politics and just and things, what's going on. This midterm election is so important, and it's not important because of, uh, you know, like I said, conserve, like conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat or any of those kinds of things. I, I consider myself an independent, frankly. Um, it, it's really about, you know, kitchen table issues. It's about the direction of this country. And that's what makes this one so, so important. There's no question that the current administration and the direction that they've been going in terms of, you know, with energy policy, for example, and and foreign policy and just, you know, what in essence, wanting to make government a larger and larger part of our lives goes runs diametrically opposed to the majority of Americans. And as I was going to start to say, I talk about these financial things, but bear with me one more week, because, again, this is so important about the direction of the country. Um, and I, I, I shared this thought some time ago about, you know, most of us, what most people want is just to be from their leaders, from their government, is to be left alone. Okay. Uh, we just want to live our lives. Uh, we want to, you know, raise our families, pursue our careers, our businesses, whatever it may be. If we're retired, we just want to enjoy our retirement and, and we want to live in peace. We want, and, and if anything, with, with the, the uh, policies and creating that's, that's happened and creating the high gas prices and creating the high inflation, which the current government policies and the Democratic Party has, has pursued. I mean, spending too much money, we've talked about this a hundred times on this show, spending too much money creates inflation. Our government certainly has done that, particularly in the last couple of years. It's been doing it for decades. Okay, I've said this, I've been critical, very critical of both parties in this in this regard, but it's exacerbated and gotten much much worse. It's accelerated, if you will, in the spending in the last couple of years. And COVID was was the excuse that was used. Frankly, could have been anything, honestly. Could, but that was a convenient reason or excuse. 
But that acceleration of spending has put things over the top, and we're finally paying the piper for bad economic policy that's been going on for now several decades. Old government overspending and then having, you know, putting political pressure on the Federal Reserve to keep interest rates down, at sub subpar levels. And again, both parties have been guilty of this. And just taking too much interference in our lives, the government that is. And it's gotten so bad that this is where this is where my hope springs from is what it comes down to. And, and it's some of the uh, recent polls, one of them I said, and the response of the poll was this. Voters are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. And, folks, that's actually a good thing. You know, emotion drives people, right? And when you talk about turnout and who's enthusiastic to vote and things like that, you know, anger is a very powerful uh, emotion. And anger used effectively it can be very, very effective. And we've seen so many polls for, for now for months and months shows that, um, you know, somewhere around two-thirds to three-quarters of Americans, all Americans, believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction. I've seen studies showing over, polls showing over 80% of Americans are very concerned about inflation and making ends meet. And I've shared so many things regarding the, you know, 70% of Americans roughly are tapping into savings to just make their, you know, monthly expenses, the basics, you know, something like a, a third, 30%, something like that, are two months or more behind on utility bills. I mean, those are just really, really t- ugly and tough economic realities. And I've said this so many times, Clinton in the 90s was right. It's the economy, stupid. People are going to vote their pocketbook. And that's where I find, I believe... I'm encouraged that things are going to get better, and this is just the beginning of that. And I'm going to share some more things today about that, or there's some really cause for encouragement beyond even just the midterms. I mean, this is, I think it's going to be a watershed moment. If if you have to ask my opinion, I think it's going to be a, a, a tsunami, a red wave, if you will, and the, the uh, current uh, you know, policies that have been pursued by the Democratic Party, uh, many of them are going to be thrown out of, voted out of office. And that's a good thing. That's really what our, we call it a democracy, but that's what it's built upon. And I think it goes beyond that. I said, you know, when I was saying earlier, we just want to be left alone. We want to be, most of us want to be left in peace to live our lives. We just want a peaceful life. And safe, secure, happy, peaceful life, right? But when it comes to government and politics and and all that, I think it even goes beyond that and why the voters are so angry. And the reason, and this is the big picture reason, is we are a representative republic. In other words, we we elect people to represent us in our interests. And those interests, again, I've said so many times, are really quite straightforward and quite simple. We want security and safety. We don't want economic chaos. You know, the government has a big influence on that. Can't control everything, I understand. But even in the Constitution, it talks about the government uh, being able to regulate commerce, for example. And as far as safety and security, you know, allowing illegals across the border, we don't know who they are, who's coming. And I understand the majority are just people who 
are looking for a better life. I get that. I don't necessarily blame them. I don't think they're going about it the right way. But um, not knowing who's coming across means certainly included in that are some bad actors and some people who are causing problems, safety problems, crime problems. There's no question nearly everywhere in America crime is up in the last year or so. So our government, I've said this many times, you know, if the government can't um, protect the safety of its citizens, what what do we need a government for? I mean, really, that's one of the most basic, one of the most basic jobs of any government to that needs to accomplish is, is to secure the safety of its citizens. So when the government is not doing their job, and that's really what it comes down to is, they're just not doing their job. We elected them to take care of things, some basic things, don't mess it up too badly. And what we have is a group of people who have found, are in power who have, instead of representing the majority of Americans, they have um, they've, they've pursued their own agenda. I mean, Again, we've talked about this so many times. What, what do we hear constantly getting shoved down our throats is green energy, green energy, green energy, for example. That's a big one. And again, not not against green energy, but definitely against shoving it down our throats to enforcing it, causing economic chaos as a result, because green energy technologically is not ready for prime time, nor is there anywhere near, for example, enough electric generation on our grid that could support anywhere near the number of electric vehicles they claim to want to have on the road. I mean, that's a very simple example. And true energy independence and, and, and having strength in an energy policy or grid, it would be diversification. You know, any investor understands that. You don't go out and put your entire um, nest egg into one stock, for example, or one company I mean, that's just, that's craziness. And any investor understands you diversify into a number of stocks, for example, or a number of assets to increase diversification, to diversify your risk. Because if one does well, the other, or one struggles, the other, hopefully others are doing well. And you could say the same thing about energy policy. It should be an all on the above approach. So it should be everything. It should be coal and oil and gas and nuclear, and um, all the green energy alternate options, all the above. They all have strengths. They all have weaknesses. But blending them together, and it can be done safely, that's been proven over and over again. Um, You know, do accidents happen? Of course. But those can be minimized, and, and we have smart people in this world, like, I talked to one of my clients who's a literally was a nuclear engineer, okay? These are some smart people that can minimize the risk on those things and minimize the accidents and continue to provide a steady energy source. And when you have leaders who are just not doing their job and causing chaos as a result by pursuing their agenda, yeah, that's going to piss people off. And I think one of the newest stories that's coming out recently is, you know, apparently I, I talked about this last week, but we had something like a week ago, a 25-day um, supply of diesel in the United States. 
And apparently there's now uh, fuel suppliers are starting to come out stating there's going to be a shortage, particularly in the east coast of the United States. I mean, that's that's unforgivable. How can a country of this economic strength be in a situation where we're we're nearly running out of diesel fuel? And here's the thing. Diesel is more important than gas because that is what transports all our Everything, everything we purchase, including things like food. How, how do you think the food gets to the grocery store that you buy? And if the diesel truck can't get the food there or the farmer can't, you know, harvest the food to get it to the, you know, to the supplier, how do you think we're going to eat? I mean, this is this starts to get down to basic survival, folks. And this is where you have people in charge that are not only doing their job, not only being negligent, but they are just not, they are completely off the rails. They're not serious people. These are people that need to be removed. We need to vote them out. So my encouragement to you, to everyone, is if they're in office, vote vote Republican straight down the line. They're not all, even if you've never done that before, because we can't keep going down this path. And look, Republicans aren't perfect. I've been very critical of them many times, too, but they're not the ones causing the diesel fuel shortage, for example. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Like I was saying in the last segment, this upcoming midterm election is not about Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. It's about basic issues like are we going to have enough food in the grocery store? And, and, and I'm not saying this to be alarmist, but when you have diesel suppliers coming out and stating that we are going to have diesel shortages in the United States. Um, last week, I was sharing that there was something like a 25-day supply of diesel. I mean, in in the country, that is craziness. And and when you add on top of that, you add the why are we here? Well, again, you attack the oil and gas industry like the current administration has done, and and in all the different ways they have done from shutting down pipelines to pushing the green energy and telling they're going to be out of business in 10 years and, and you know, not allowing lease drilling leases or, or all these kinds of things. And then on top, put on top of that, you know, this last six months, roughly, Biden administration has depleted our strategic petroleum reserve to the lowest levels since 1984. I mean, that strategic petroleum reserve is supposed to be for emergencies, not for political reasons, but for true national emergencies. And that would be things like war or things like appears were shape, shape, uh, sh- that are shaping up now. I mean, some of that petroleum reserve is diesel fuel, right? And if we've dropped uh, our reserves down to dangerously low levels and now we're having a real shortage of diesel fuel, and we're going into the winter, much of the East Coast uses heating oil and fuel to heat their homes, for example, plus nearly everything we purchase, including food, is transported by diesel trucks or trains or ships, right? That's a real catastrophe 
that's that's threatening. And I'm not trying to freak people out, but to to pursue the policies that they've had to attack the very core of our energy dependence that we have on being able to live. You know, that's why we don't live, most of us don't live on farms anymore, because the inexpensive fuel has allowed, you know, farmers, you know, to be more and more efficient over the decades, no question, and fertilizers and, and all these different things that they've used to grow more and more food and be more and more efficient and then be able to ship it cheaply to the major urban centers uh, so that people could even live in the cities and pursue other other uh, career paths and various things versus growing up on, and re- living on the farm, okay? This kind of thing can Im- can actually impact that very basic substance, substance, okay? So, you know, I've said this for a long time, and, and, and I'm not the only one, you know, having a... <laughs> Packing up on, you know, having a reserve of food and things like that, some canned goods and various things like that um, is just smart anytime, certainly is very smart now. And, you know, they're saying there's not going to be, there's going to be shortages, hopefully for no more than a few days. But, folks, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely and completely ridiculous when you look at, and, and, when you look at the situation where we we were as a country, where we had a strong economy, it was going great, we were energy dependent just a couple of years ago. I mean, it's amazing how fast this can change, and it's really woken a lot of people up, including myself. And the, re- the reality of understanding that our representatives, our leadership, when we have the wrong people in charge who have the wrong priorities— the wrong agenda. In other words, they're pursuing their agendas of green energy and various things like that versus actually representing the people. I've shared this so many times, like our, you know, I'm in Arizona and it's, you know, it's in national news and I've, um, I've interviewed Blake Masters, candidate for, you know, U.S. Senate uh, in Arizona a couple of times on this show. Really recommend you vote for him. He's a really likable guy and and he's just the real deal. I mean, I mean, I, I've met a person. I've had lunch with him. Okay, and I liked his policies because I felt like he was, he was, his policies. You know, you know, securing the border and tackling inflation, which has hit, hit Arizona harder than any other state in the United States. By the way, we have Phoenix has the highest inflation in the United States currently, and so those kinds of things versus a Mark Kelly who's been our senator for the last two years. Who, who literally has voted 96% of the time with the Biden administration. That's somebody who's following agenda, an agenda, someone else's agenda, not the people he's representing. I don't know all the reasons why a Mark Kelly or many of these other you know, elected officials in particular choose to pursue an agenda like that the way, the way they do. I don't know all the reasons behind it, but it's really infuriating when you, particularly when you realize somebody like him and you see this many times and he's doing it now running as a quote unquote moderate and he promised two years ago to be a moderate yet you look at the voting record i always say with politicians in particular you can't look at what they say you have to look at what they actually do so if they have a track record of voting like mark kelly does for example here in arizona and of literally voting 96% of the time with the Biden administration, it's like a rubber stamp. You know what I mean? 
In fact, I'll give you a little more, you know, and I know many of you listening to the show live in different parts of the country and you're dealing with a similar representatives that I know you've told me. You don't feel like they're representing you either or many of the, your constituents. But when you think about it, you had the Build Back or the Inflation Reduction Act, I think they called it, which was had, was nothing to do with that recently. And it was Senator Cinema and Manchin that were the two senators. We talked about this on the show who were 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 the loan holdouts for a while, at least, and managed to carve a few pieces out of it, but not the worst parts of it, including hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. That part passed. But what's really frustrating is, you know, there was some question about for a while whether Cinema would vote for it or not and whether Joe Manchin would vote for it or not. But there was never a question about whether Mark Kelly would vote for it. You know, and... Again, he's just a rubber stamp for the Biden agenda. It's that kind of thing where those types of people who do not represent us, the vast majority of Americans, do not, they're not our representatives. We cannot allow, we, we have to have an educated electorate. We have to wake up, which is happening. That's what I'm so excited about. We have to vote those kinds of people out. Focus on their voting record. Forget what they say. They spend millions of dollars on these ads, touting all this stuff, saying these things, trying to paint them to be a moderate or whatever it may be. You can't pay attention to that stuff, folks. You have to look at the voting record. And look, I don't know if Blake Masters is going to be a great senator, but we have to give him a chance, you know, because Mark Kelly, we know what we're going to get there. And that's 96% of the time with Biden. And I'm going to talk about in the next segment, so I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned. Some more things that are things that are are coming down the pike if the Democrats manage to retain majority, which I do not believe will happen. But these are important things to understand and help you decide which way to go on this. What kind of future do you want to have in this country, in your life, and and, I, and all that stuff? So I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment. If you want to contact me on how to manage your money on through all this, uh, your financial situation, your economic situation, through all this economic chaos, contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. And again, that's toll free, 866-268-4422. There will be things we can do, regardless, I should say, either way, whichever this ends up playing out, we'll be able to go either direction with it, but contact me for more information if you want to help diversify, reduce taxes, take control of your money, get positive arbitrage. Stay tuned. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Like we said, really been discussing today what direction are we going to go as a country? Now, I want you to understand something. I am very optimistic. I think we're looking at a a tremendous change in the midterm elections, which will, you know, because voters are mad as hell. They're not going to take it anymore. I, that's what I believe is going to happen. That's why I believe there's going to be a red wave. And I believe there's going to be people that are going to be voting Republican this time around that maybe have never done so in their lifetime. And it's not so much that they're voting for the Republican, it's they're voting against the direction the Democratic Party is trying to take us down and has and the problems that they've already caused with high fuel prices, high inflation, you know, high crime, all these kinds of things. 
that most people just do not want. You know, and I've talked recently about, you know, the diesel fuel shortage coming up. That's this is going to have an impact. The very least, it's going to cause diesel prices to increase, um, maybe significantly. Um, and that's bad for inflation, folks. So from if you think about how long is inflation going to uh, last, you know, diesel shortages, high diesel prices alone, just because of the transportation costs of goods and services, can help keep inflation at higher levels than it should be. So it's going to, as long as we have these kinds of problems, we're going to continue to have high inflation. There, I don't see, there's just no two ways about it. You know, a, a person, an individual, in many cases, could use less fuel, which is what happens when prices go up, to a point, you know, you got the whole supply and demand thing. We saw that this summer when uh, fuel was going to five bucks a gallon, diesel was pushing six, and then you finally topped out and started going down because people that had the option of whether they could use it or not stopped or slowed down. But there are there are some industries and things like, you know, you have a trucking business. <laughs> How are you going to reduce your – the only you can do is just truck less materials, right, less food, less whatever, which means shortages in other areas. If you're a farmer trying to raise fuel, uh, food, how how are you going to raise food without putting diesel fuel in your tractor? You know what I mean? It's that kind of stuff where there's there are pursuits, there are businesses, or things that just do not have the option. Okay, so it's going to affect them, and so they'll have two choices: they can either pay the high prices and which pass them on to us, which is then higher inflation, or just produce less. Both are bad scenarios, okay? Bad scenarios. But here's some causes for encouragement. <laughs> I've got to admit, uh, this is awesome. With um, Elon Musk taking over Twitter, already just in the first few days, we've seen recently, I guess, uh, uh, Biden was claiming that when he took uh, when he took office, gas was over five bucks a gallon. And Twitter did a fact check and said, well, that's not actually correct. Uh, when he took office, the average cost of, cost of uh, fuel was two thirty nine a gallon. And it's it's that's encouraging because those are giving out the facts where we weren't seeing that in the um, there were people that were just not seeing the facts because of that echo chamber of the legacy media. That's that's really encouraging. There's some other things that are that are a big deal coming down the road, and I haven't talked a lot about this yet, but things like the digital dollar. Uh, Democrats are really pushing hard for this digital dollar. Thankfully, many Republicans are starting to really pull back on the idea because of concerns over privacy and security. Um, I'm going to talk about this more in the future. Uh, there's a lot to discuss here about the digital dollar. The problem, it, the, 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 yes, there would be more convenience and stuff like that, certainly. I don't think anyone could argue that. But the real problem, the real risk is is the control it could be taken advantage of. And if you, you have a situation where you have an overzealous government, geez, where, where has that happened before? You know, it's how it happened all out over throughout human history, right? And we're seeing that even now in many areas. They could do things to control like what you could spend the money on or whether you could spend it on certain things or they could if you had a digital dollar it can have an expiration date in other words you have to spend it by this certain time frame it, it, let's say the federal reserve and the government wanted to push economic uh, wanted to push uh, consumer spending for example well they could put an expiration date on some dollars force therefore forcing people to spend them and 
it gives a level of control to the government that would be unprecedented in terms of your money, and it would affect everything. So it would be lit- it would be something you would literally not be able to get away from, and so that's where the risk really involves there. And and again, having a Democratic majority in the House, Senate, and Executive Branch would in- would pretty much ensure the digital dollar would happen faster and quicker than if not. At least if we can get Republicans in there that do have some concern about privacy, we can push on them hard enough for them not to allow this to go forward. I'm going to discuss some more things and some more encouraging stuff in the next segment. But again, if you want to have, you know, learn how to manage this economic chaos, no matter which way this election goes, contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And as I was stating in the first segment, this is the last show before the midterm elections. So forgive me if I share a few more political ideas or thoughts. And it's really more about, again, not like I've said before, it's not about conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat. These are things that are you happy with the direction the country's going or not? And are your representatives actually representing you? And, I, and personally, I do not believe that ma- many of them are. It's more common in the Democratic side, but there are some Republicans that. Liz Cheney is one that comes to mind. I mean, she put recently a $500,000 ad purchase to help defeat Carrie Lake, uh, the Republican um, pers- uh, Republican candidate for uh, governor, and stated that she would vote for a Democrat if she lived in Arizona. You know, these personal vendettas, these kinds of things like this, I think most people are just getting sick and tired of. I mean, why, you spend $500,000. She's from Wyoming. What I mean, what? Businesses she have worrying about who the governor of Arizona is, for one, and um, and she's doing it. She says because she wants she's targeting Carrie Lake because she calls her an election denier. I mean, I think there's a lot of um, concern with, from a lot of people about the 2020 election, my, myself included. But the reality is, we learn from this, we move forward, and there's a lot more things important right now, like inflation, the economy. Um, fuel, you know, fuel energy policy, you know, the diesel shortages we're dealing with right now that are much, much more important to the average American today. You know, crime, the border. I mean, those are things that need to be dealt with. And that 500000 in my opinion, could have gone to a lot more better source or, you know, could have effect, much more better effect. We'll put it that way. And, and I think it was interesting. I, I love her, uh, Carrie Lake's response when she stated uh uh, in her letter thanking her because actually, you know, Liz Cheney is not well liked in Arizona. I can tell you that. And um, it actually, uh, Carrie believes it helped her campaign. I, I think she's right. But she also pointed out that her $500,000 ad buy was probably goes against Arizona election rules. I think you can only, uh, an individual can only contribute for like, like 5,300 in election cycle. So good point. 
you know, but these people don't seem to care about the rules. They just care about their own personal vendettas. You know, our elected representatives are not rulers. And I think many of them, especially when they get into office and they get into the swamp, as many people call it, and they stay there too long, they get corrupted by the swamp. They get the, they get this idea in their head that they're they're more important and smarter than everybody else, and we should just listen to them and and they get I don't know, you know all this get, live live in this bubble. The reality is there are elected representatives. They're supposed to represent us, and that's why the voters are so angry. They're not doing their job. It's like it's like a bad employee. You hired somebody, you thought they had a lot of promise, and you thought they were going to be a great employee. And whether you are, you know, you know what I'm saying. If you've ever been a manager or owner of a company, you know what I'm talking about. And they've just been a dismal, abject failure. And not only that, there's been a corrosive influence and they've gone totally off the rails in what you wanted them to do. And they're not listening. They're not, they're, they're just, they're more detriment than, you know, it's time to get rid of them. They need, and that's what the elections are all about. They failed in their job. Okay. So what do you do? You just replace them. That's that's all we can do. And ho- try to find the best likely candidate who's going to do a different job. And I even heard somebody say this where they're saying, you know, if you vote uh, for you independent folks out there, I, I, I love you, man. I'm, I, I'm with you on, on a lot of the uh, I'm, I'm there, too. OK, and Arizona has a lot of independents. There's a lot of them around the country. The problem is there just isn't really, truly a viable third party candidate. And if you vote for one, you're really, it's like a half a vote for the person you probably don't want to be in there. So it's a situation where, you know, the Republicans, you know, I've been critical of them many times. They're not perfect by any stretch. And there's a lot of things that we could do to uh, improve what they're doing. But it's better to do that than to, 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 Elect somebody who's going to, going to be a rubber stamp for the Biden agenda, because that's what happens. I mean, we've talked about it so many times. When there's a, particularly when you take your representative uh, or your senator, for example, from whatever your state is, and they're Democrat, you can pretty much be assured they're going to vote for whatever uh, Biden, Biden and uh, Pelosi and all them want. I mean, it's the rare exception when one doesn't. It's it's a huge national news story, you know, when a uh, a, um, you know, one of them manages to step up and, and occasionally and says something against it or or tries to do something uh, to change a particular rule like we saw, you know, with, um, well, here in Arizona with uh, with cinema, for example, with the Inflation Reduction Act, for example. There were uh, there was a there was a short period of time, a week or two, where there was a real question mark whether she was going to vote for it or not. That's rare. That doesn't happen very often in the Democratic side. But let's get back to some more things that I think are, that are happening. We're going to see happen again if we see the Democrats manage to somehow pull this this election cycle off. You know, I've talked about this for a while. But I said real estate is probably the next leg to drop. Well, the latest news from the latest news are that the home prices around the country are falling at a record pace. In fact, their largest plummet in housing costs since the since they started uh, measuring this back in 1987. So we're seeing tremendous drops already in short period, and I don't think it's anywhere close to being done. 
particularly when you look at a situation where inflation is continuing to be high and the Federal Reserve keeps raising rates. One of the, you know, a lot of people ask me what to do. Well, one of the reasons I'm talking about the politics today more is the election, the midterm elections coming up very soon. And we're going to have a lot more clarity after the midterm elections in terms of where our government's going to be at. We're going to get a lot more clarity here in the next very short time in terms of the Federal Reserve and in terms of their where they're going, because almost everybody, you know, they've been raising rates in 2022. Okay, what are they going to do after that? I think we're going to see a lot of clarity that on that in the next week or so. And the last thing I've been sharing is because of this rapidly rising interest rate environment, dividends, for example, with the personal bank policies are on, they're going up and they're not, they're going to be going up for the next several years, folks, at least, at least the next three to five years, if not longer, based on just what the Federal Reserve has done this year. I've been stating that to my clients, even if the Federal Reserve stops, we're going to see increasing dividend rates because dividends are highly interest rate sensitive. And the way insurance companies invest their money is they buy bonds over long periods of time. And the bond purchases in the portfolio they're making today, they're making much more profit than they were even a year ago. And I'm talking about three, four fold, three, four times more profit. These insurance companies on the dividend side couldn't be more excited. And they've just gotten through what many people, they call their Great Depression, the worst period of lowest returns in their company history. And this is going back, some of them back to before the Civil War, okay? It's a long time, and it's the lowest period of time this past decade for dividends and interest rate uh, sensitive assets in the history of our country. And they're coming out on the other side, and all that has changed. So there's a lot of changes coming up, and I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned because we're going to be really excited go, finishing out this year in 2022 and going into 2023 I've, I talked to somebody recently. They said, you know, you're one of the few bright spots of the people I've talked to in the financial world because there's no question the stock market has been struggling. Um, real estate is starting to turn over. We're seeing that. Uh, cryptocurrencies, man, that was uh, that was ugly early in this year. Um, we'll see what happens from there. And, and, you know, there's many other areas that, you know, again, inflation is, is going to be a driving factor for a while. Sadly, I think it's going to be a driving factor for longer than most people care to admit. And again, as long as we have things like diesel fuel shortages, we're going to have high inflation, folks. It's just that simple. But in the meantime, to give you an idea how wrongheaded our current leadership is and administration, I mean, you've got Biden out there touting grocery coupons for people who get vaccinated again. All right, more and more information is coming out that the vaccine does little or nothing to help people. The boosters, in fact, in some cases, it's actually worse. Some studies are coming out showing you're more likely to get COVID and get it worse if you have the boosters. There's other medical problems are cropping up. This is scientific study after scientific study now, uh, at least for some people. And, you know, it's so wrongheaded. I mean, where do these people get this idea that, you know, I want a grocery coupon if I get a shot. I mean, what business does our government have in micromanaging our lives to such a level? I mean, I just want to get these people out of my life. I think most people feel that way. It's like, just go away and do your job. Stop irritating us. Stop bothering us. Stop annoying us with stupidity like this. 
it's just annoying. I'm sorry. And go do your job. Go secure the border and and do something about for real about energy policy. Stop draining our strategic emergency reserve. You know, promote oil and gas and all these things and get our country back on its feet economically so we're strong. I mean, such a tremendous opportunity is being wasted because as bad as we're having fuel shortage problems, Europe is much worse, and we have the capacity, and we have the we have the the, the sources to not only take care of ourselves, but we could also be helping them. And they're having it worse than we are because they were so reliant on Russia. Well, they're not so much so anymore, obviously, and it's hurting them big time. We're seeing ten percent inflation numbers now in Europe. Okay. I don't know if it's the end is it may get worse because of fuel shortages there. Energy, folks, affects everything in terms of inflation. And they're they're seeing it worse than we are even because they have bigger shortages than we have and less reserves and less capacity and all that. We could be helping out our allies and we're not because I think it's in the Bible. I've seen it before. You know, a poor person can't help a poor person. Right. Well, when you have energy abundance and we're a rich country, we can, and we can help our ourselves and our allies, and yet we have a leadership that is so so married to this green energy dream of theirs, okay? And they're pushing it and pushing it and pushing it so hard, they are creating economic disaster, and we can't even help we can't help ourselves, much less our friends, our allies. It's just annoying. And I think a lot more stuff's going to come down with this vaccine stuff. I think you might be, you know, I said this a while back. You know, we've all seen those ads. You know, have you, you know, have you had this happen? And so lawyers put out and it's, it's a, you know, they say, well, you know, if this happened, you might be entitled to, you know, money and stuff like that. I think we're going to see some of the biggest entitled, those kind of lawsuits in history. Because the New York Supreme Court just struck down the New York the, the New York City vaccine mandate for all city workers and reinstated the employees and ordered back pay. I mean, folks, these are things to be cause for encouragement, of course. But it's it's amazing how things how quickly things we've seen how quickly things turned one way. Well, folks, the pendulum swings the other way, and I think we're going to see a strong swing back the other way which in general is going to be great for our country, great for our society, and great for the majority of Americans, ones who still want to see a land of opportunity rather than a land of dependency. It's going to be an exciting ride. Next time I talk to you, we'll know what happened in the midterms. And I'm very encouraged. Go and vote and vote for what you want for your future, what direction you want for this, this, this country, not only for yourself, your family, your loved ones, your kids, your grandkids. Let's go make a difference. And if you want to talk to me about how to navigate all this financial stuff and your situation, call me at toll-free 866-268-4422. Again, 866-268-4422. And as long as it's on our money, I'm going to say, in God we trust. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com.
This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and riders may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and baseline of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.